This is Off the Shelf, episode 85. We're recording this on Tuesday, April 5th, 2016. Hey, Brian. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. Um, you bought anything over the last week or so? Um, oh, you know what I did buy? I bought something digitally today. Oh. I bought uh, Into the Night, uh, the John Landis movie, which I swear was not on Voodoo, um, you know, in the last six, eight months, because it's one of my favorites, and I was always checking and it popped up that's one thing i hate about voodoo is they don't tell you about that stuff um so i saw i was randomly looking up david cronenberg today and i came across that and i was like oh i'll be buying that do you do you have the same kind of um you know biological reaction to buying things digitally that you have when you buy thing when you buy physical things like do you feel any kind of is it easier to say you know order a digital movie does it feel less uh like does the money feel any different when you buy it digitally there's definitely a different feeling um you know and and there's definitely like some kind of endorphin thing i think when you buy either but the digital is it's weaker it's like because obviously with the disc you buy it you can hold it before you even need to watch it to feel like you have it Uh with the digital i have to actually put it on you know I, I bought it on my phone this morning and now I still haven't watched it so I don't I don't feel the thing yet once I put it on I'll be like okay I've got it now somehow but it's yeah different. so less you know less uh, good feelings but is it easier do you think um, I mean I guess is it easier to just buy it without thinking about it is it is it because for me like i go back and forth when i order stuff on amazon as far as like do i really want this i I mean you know obviously sometimes i'm I'm, i have a problem and i just buy things but is it i feel like i have like a block against ordering things digitally uh when i could get the physical disc of it um which is why my voodoo collection is just like you know essentially the only things I have on there are things that I, uh, you know, got free digital copies of. Like I don't buy any, I, maybe I've only bought a couple of things on there, but, um, it's, it's, for me, it's like not even an an option right now. It's like a blind spot in my, uh, collecting, but I wonder if it's just easier if you're like, if you don't look at it the same, if it's like, you know, you could just buy things more easily and you'd buy more of them and wouldn't even think about it. Or do you like, is it still kind of like, oh, I got to count my pennies before I buy this digital good? Well, I mean, I'm trying to apply that logic to it, but it is so much easier. And yeah, it's 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 creepy how easy it is to just click that button and then you own it. Yeah, I'm, I'm still getting used to that. So I'm still trying to apply the idea of like, well, I don't want to spend, you know, $80 this week or whatever. Yeah. But in the case of Into the Night, like there's no Blu-ray of it. It's available in HDX on Voodoo that's an easy no-brainer buy for me because I love the movie so much. But there are other ones where, like, you know, if it's a Blu-ray's coming, but I'd rather watch it now, occasionally that's happened where I just can't wait. But for the most part, um, I don't know. I'm leaning towards still physical stuff. Do you go through that checklist that that in your mind when you look at a title and you're like, all right, uh, I want this movie. Now let me go... Uh, look and see if it's available on Blu-ray. Are there any rumors about a Blu-ray? 
okay, no rumors about a Blu-ray. I still want this movie. Okay, I'm going to buy it. Do you have to like go through that checklist every time you find that you come across a movie that you're like, okay, I want this. Now I need to go th- down my uh, to-do list of whether or not I'm allowing myself to buy it. Or do you just so, buy it? So, Well, it depends. I think with a movie like that, like I keep pretty close tabs on that particular, or, you know, movies that are in the upper echelon of my favorites. Like, you know, you never know. But I, also I've been sort of, building up the digital collection so it's like if the blu-ray came out wouldn't be the end of the world i'd still want to have it in there anyway so that's just like i said the amount i like that movie certainly affects how quickly and how much research i need to do i bought um yesterday last night there were a bunch of tarkovsky so there's a bunch of tarkovsky films coming from artificial eye in the uk and last night there was a, a deal over on amazon uk where they were um you know, like eight or nine pounds. And, uh, I thought that, you know, the the price had been in the, like in the teens and last night it just kind of dropped down and, uh, I tweeted out deal links to it and everything. And then last night while I was at work, I bought a couple of, I pre-ordered a couple they're not coming out until, you know, in a a few weeks, I think Andre Rublev comes out and then there's some in May and some in June, but, um, the price went back up today and I'm so glad that I ordered them last night because uh, it was, you know, it's not a lot. I mean, it's not, it's not a huge difference like that. They, but <laughs> I would totally kick myself and I would not order them if I knew that the price had gone down before. Like if I miss out on a deal, I will almost not really out of spite, but like out of just <laughs> out of, you know, like, uh, misery or I, <laughs> I, I feel like I, I, I won't allow myself if there's ever been a lower price, I just, I can't bring myself often to buy something at a higher price. Uh, like whenever I look on that website, camel, 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 and I look at price histories and price drops and everything, I'll just like, okay, I, this is now the, the amount that I will allow myself to spend <laughs> on a given uh, disc that's in my wish list or that, you know, that I'm just kind of waiting to see, you know, if, if the price will drop and I'll wait, you know, I'll wait years for some of things uh, if I need to. I admire your willpower in a big way. <laughs> I mean, some things I don't have willpower over and, you know, I'll order you know, I mean, and some things I just won't allow my, like, you know, I had to buy a couple of Criterion Blu-rays for, um, from March that we're, that we're going to be discussing on the upcoming episode of, uh, Criterion Cast Chronicles. And I had to pay, um, much more than I should, than I would normally allow myself to, but I'm only, I'm doing it for the good of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing it for the listeners. I'm spending more than I would normally. Uh, otherwise I would normally just wait until a, a better deal came around, uh, but I ended up spending, you know, like twenty seven ninety nine per disc, and I was just like, that wow. really, that really hurt. Because no, I was... it does hurt. I'm with you because I because I see those prices all the time. Like I saw Fantastic Planet went up for pre order, t- you know, like last yesterday, twenty seven ninety nine, and I had an initial impulse that was like, oh, I can't wait for that. But then I'm like, oh, but twenty seven ninety nine, I'm not doing that. I know, like that is just like, <clears throat> you know, those prices are for the people who can't wait. Yeah. Or the the people who just, you know, f- for which money might be no object or is yeah. less of an object than it is to us. Um, not to say that we're like, you know, 
poor or anything like we're both we're both well off enough to to have an obsessive media collection where <laughs> exactly. we're spending money and you know taking care of our families at the same time exactly. uh so i'm not hurting or anything but i definitely have a um cheapskate uh mentality when it comes to most things i mean my i grew up with my mom and my grandma you know uh going to goodwill and uh instilling the the joys of of a good deal in me i guess it's a good 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 skill and mentality to have i mean i always think of it and we've talked about this on the show but in terms of like percentages of another disc so if you buy uh criterion for 27.99 and you could have waited and got it for 19.99 um that's you know eight bucks that you could put towards another one you know what i mean so like i always think about it in those terms because it's like you just feel like though your resources resources are not ultimately totally finite it's it always helps to think of them that way you know like little chunks at a time (laughs) yeah totally i mean that is also why i hate um you know spending money on shipping is like i Mm. I see shipping as just like another disc that i could have instead (laughs) (laughs) which is so dumb and like i know that you know shipping isn't free and i know that someone's got to pay for this and you know passing it on to the customer is uh makes sense from a business point of view but i just i i just have this you know knee-jerk like allergic reaction to (laughs) to spending money on shipping or things that are like i think well and i know like i can't get these deals in town it's not like i could drive somewhere to my local amazon store and yeah. and pick up these discs at that price um and so i i you know i know how it goes it's the arrow conundrum the arrow cart <laughs> conundrum that's what i like to call it anyway yeah totally i th- there's um there's some good there are some good arrow deals still even though that sale that arrow had directly is not around anymore there are still arrow deals on amazon uk and on Zavi too. I was just looking at, <laughs> just looking at, you know, that, that, uh, Fassbender box that just came out and, uh, years and years ago, they released those DVD Fassbender box sets. Um, and they're like, you know, the volume one is like eight or nine discs and then volume two is like eight or nine discs. And so there's a lot of movies that you're getting and they are just crazy cheap right now on Zavi. I think you could get both volumes for like $30 us, um, and, and they have, sh- you know, pretty reasonable shipping, I think on Zavi and I, I, <laughs> and that's like, you know, like almost 20 movies, I think that you get with the, all those, uh, those box sets, um, for like 30 bucks, I'm like, uh, but I'm now I'm, but then it's like, you know, DVDs, like, why am I buying more DVDs? Especially if so many movies that I already own, you know, I have the Fassbender Eclipse set and I have the other Fassbender Blu-rays and I have the Fassbender DVDs from Criterion. And I don't know why I'm going to, I'm, I'm probably going to end up buying it cause I'm like <laughs> a, a crazy person. Uh, but you know, so anyway, uh, last week we talked a little bit about the a couple of Kickstarter campaigns, the Marion Davies Kickstarter that Ben Modell is doing, and that one um, still has another week to go. So if you want to get in on it and get that Blu-ray uh, from him, he's already he's at ten thousand dollars now. I forget what we where he was at last week when we talked about it, but he is well past his goal of thirty four hundred dollars. And so if you want to get in on you know the I think the twenty five dollar level is where you get the Blu-ray you know, you can get uh, a copy of this. So, um, and he's posting lots of updates as far as like, you know, finding new materials and um, 
you know, add on ideas and stuff. I don't think he's added on any stretch goals at this point, but, uh, it seemed like this is definitely going to happen. Um, so very cool, very, uh, happy for Ben. And then I also mentioned another Kickstarter campaign about the Disney television animation history. Yes. That one is not, uh, I don't think it's moved quite as much over the past week. Um, they do still have 39 days to go in this campaign, which is nice that they're, they picked a, a longer, uh, you know, goal instead of the usual, like couple weeks or month, maybe, <clears throat> but they're at about $2,600 and they need to raise $11,000. So they've got a little ways to go. Uh, hopefully they'll get some more, you know, people jumping on and advertise, or, you know, like promoting it online. And so, uh, I'm very curious to, uh, pick up this book. Hopefully he'll end up doing it. Um, but if not, he has been continuing to post on his, uh, his blog, this Disney television animation central.com. It's like DTA central.com. It's a lot of, uh, he posts a lot of cool, like, you know, production art or videos and things on there. So, um, I like it. Yeah. I followed him on Twitter after last week. There is a Kickstarter... Ca- oh, Indiegogo. What is the Indiegogo that you put in our show notes here? It's Well, I mean, technically it's for... There's this old heavy metal horror movie called Rocktober Blood, which has like a cult following, and they want to, I guess, make a sequel, which I'm not so sure about, but part of that is that they're doing an Indiegogo, and I guess in conjunction with that, through their website, they're selling um, pre-orders of the they're making a blu-ray of rocktober blood and they're including a soundtrack cd uh that you can order with it um however it's fifty dollars right now uh i i think screamcast had said that they talked to them the filmmakers and they are supposedly going to put out a regular blu-ray so if you want to wait you might be able to get that but i know a lot of people are big fans of that movie and um they might be interested in you can go to rocktoberblood2.com and find it there. Speaking of uh, Scream Factory, the uh, just today they announced the Return of the Living Dead. Did you see the the cover art and listings and everything for it? I did. I'm impressed. I like yeah, it. I'm it looks pretty good. Um, was this the first time that they had announced it, or was this like announced and this is the first time they're like detailing it? I think they're detailing because I feel like they they announced it at Comic Con. Is it? I think it was Comic Con last year. Maybe I've I've, I've totally I'm, I'm forgotten now. now. Yeah, but I, I feel like it had been announced, but it hadn't been detailed or dated. And they, I think they gave a release date of July nineteenth or something like that. But yeah, the and cover then, art that they came up with looks pretty good. <clears throat> yeah, I like it. I'm sure there are people complaining about it as we speak, but uh, I, I think it, I think <laughs> it looks good. Do people still complain about the Scream Factory covers? Or I don't like know. that, that one guy. Yeah, maybe I just don't go and look at their announcements i'm sure on their facebook or something maybe people stop maybe people chilled out about it because um they realize it's a thing that they just can't control and why complain about it and plus they always give reversible cover art anyway so there's really no reason to complain you'll have your whatever your original artwork on the other side so maybe they don't maybe they're not i don't i don't i'm 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 quickly scrolling through the comment thread on the announcement on shout factory oh maybe i should go to the scream factory one 
instead um, <laughs> and see if maybe that's where people are coming. I think that's I'm, more where it happens. I, I'm on the Shout Factory page and I don't see anyone complaining about it. But, you know, now yeah. that if I bet if I go over to the uh, <laughs> to the Scream Factory one, there probably will be. You know what? I got to say, I uh, am not. I mean, I know this isn't anything, uh, you know, relevant to what we're talking about here, but I don't like how Facebook handles comments. Uh, I wish I could just... I wish it was much easier to see all the comments. I hate having to click the view more comments thing all the time. Yeah. And like, I can, it's never really clear the order that I'm viewing it in. That like, That's the part I hate the most is like, I'm trying to follow some sort of line of conversation and it's not in order for some reason. And even I'm when I click, totally mo- I click most recent and it's like not even in any order. I'll see like one comment from four hours ago, then one comment from 16 minutes ago, then another comment from six hours ago. Like what, what order is, how is this most recent? Like what is going on here? I don't know. Maybe the, some kind of algorithm is applied to the comments too. Or something. Oh, you know what? Maybe it's like the replies to the comments bumps <coughs> up the, okay, that's how it is. Oh, okay. All right. Makes, well, I guess that makes a little bit more sense. Still, but still annoying. <laughs> it is. Anyway. Uh, also speaking of shout factory, uh, cop rock has been detailed now or it's been confirmed i think this was announced um, or revealed back in february but this is coming to dvd in may cop rock uh the series <laughs> yeah i mean uh as i was saying off mic definitely a show that's sort of the butt of many jokes i feel like mystery science theater called it out more than one time um, in, their, in their you know run of their series but um it's an interesting show and i remember watching it for a college class that I took um, a long time ago and it was sort of an example of I don't know it was like postmodern or something I can't remember what we were studying at the time but it was interesting to watch um, and I'm curious to revisit it you know just to see what it's like now <laughs> I just never thought it would come out it's got a pretty impressive cast I mean like yeah. Ronnie Cox uh, and then you know like I mean it's there, there's actually like a couple of guys from Robocop Paul McCrane isn't it also from Robocop um is the is the chief of police in this no it's, it's someone else Vonnie Curtis Hall what did I just see him in um anyway uh I I am also very curious to go back and revisit this I feel like I must have seen this on TV as a kid um although like this doesn't seem like something that I probably would have watched because I, I would have been 10 when this came out in 1990 and so that was like for me 1990 I remember as being like the Simpsons that was like my thing that I watched you know uh, at night otherwise it was like I'd watch you know cartoons like you know in the afternoon I can't remember maybe I watched uh Star Trek the next generation around then but it's probably just Simpsons I think I think it was I remember being watching a lot of TV in the night in 1990 and seeing promos for it you know and feeling like the network was pushing it now I could be misremembering that but it did seem like something where I was like oh what is that you know based on how much how many promos I saw if I recall but then realizing the show you know wasn't I guess that good or didn't find an audience and kind of collapsed was an interesting thing at the time because it just I guess I hadn't really been as conscious of you know shows getting canceled I mean I guess I knew that that happened but I guess I hadn't seen it quite in that way something as sort of experimental as this like kind of failing so it, I don't know it stood out in my mind for a little bit for some reason oh Vonnie Curtis Hall is in Daredevil he was the reporter in oh, Daredevil that's nice. where I that's where I was thinking of seeing him recently I gotta get on that Daredevil yeah um, 
a couple last week or the week before, whenever it was, we were talking about WonderCon. We were talking about um, stuff that the Warner Archive had announced. And uh, one thing that I totally forgot to put in our show notes and, and bring up on the podcast was that they did do a kind of little sneaky reveal of their um, April lineup uh, by posting a screenshot of one of their computer monitors where they showed like the spreadsheet with all of the the titles coming out in April. And and we've talked about these in the past where like they've they've done this with like, you know, posting a video on YouTube and showing like, you know, oh, here's a list on our computer screen of all the things that we're going to be doing. And um we just didn't talk about it then. I can't remember enough. We've talked about, oh, I know we've talked about some of the things that, that are coming out in April, but these are now like, you know, more confirmed with dates. Um, and there are a couple of other things that, that we can mention here, um, I guess specifically, and thanks to um, the people who like emailed me or, or messaged me about this, but the um, 10th volume of Forbidden Hollywood is coming out uh, on April 19th. The final volume. Is it the final volume? That's what they're saying. I was actually... Uh, tweeting with them this morning and um, they are saying that all Forbidden Hollywood titles will be singles from here on out after this and I don't know if that means they'll adopt some kind of a um, you know banner at the top as they do with their film noir mm. movies that would make sense to me sort of a Forbidden Hollywood banner or something yeah. but yeah that's what they said this is I don't, and I don't know if it's just that they're running low on quote unquote Forbidden Hollywood stuff but um, I so we will st- still get that, but yeah, this will be the last one. Interesting. Uh, there are also I don't know if there are if we didn't have dates before, but there's dates now for like Susan Slept Here is coming out April nineteenth, um, and then Adventures of Gil the new Adventures of Gilligan is coming out on the twenty sixth, which I actually got early. Oh yeah, oh did so yeah you were telling me that like so Amazon put it up early and they're shipping now. Yeah, they put it up last week. Well, now they sh- they've shifted it to the actual 26th the date but last week it was up and i was like that's i don't think that's out yet and i was just like i'll just try and order it and uh sure enough shipped i got it got the disc early for some weird reason i don't know that that happens too much with them but um i guess they had the the stuff available so so yeah but that's not officially out until the 26th it looks like that takes place before gilligan's planet right i believe so as far as the (laughs) <laughs> cartoon gilligan chronology yeah uh have you did you watch any of it um a little bit um you know it looks pretty good and i'm i love that kind of show you know i i guess i like cartoons based on you know real shows i don't know i i just love cartoons so is there uh is there more like sci-fi elements in new adventures of gilligan i don't know if i ever watched this show I mean, it, I, don't, it, I, I don't think so. I think it's from what I saw, it seemed like a f- relatively straightforward, you know, with a little bit more ridiculousness thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, those were my, the like sci-fi episodes of Gilligan's Island, at least th- that I remember were always my favorite ones. Like the ones where, you know, there was an episode where they ate like radioactive food and they all got oh, kind I of like superpowers oh, yeah. and yeah. things like that. That's a good question. I guess I didn't get deep enough into the show to see. I'm, maybe they do have that kind of thing. Those were fun. I do like that stuff. Um, okay. Uh, what else do we need to talk about here? Is there any other follow-up? Um, uh, let's see here. The uh, Let's just run down the news. So let's talk about the Olive titles that were just announced today for June. Um, 
of these titles. So these are all coming out uh, June 21st. That'll be the big Olive Films Day in June. Um, I guess a couple of the big ones that uh, I noticed on this list that I was curious about, or, or you know, ones that I haven't seen that I think like, wow, that's that's interesting. Like, um, so the uh, the sequel to A Man Called Horse, The Return of A Man Called Horse, starring Richard Harris, directed by Irvin Kirshner. Uh, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, I'm curious. I've not seen it either. Uh, and then also <clears throat> the 1986 version of Stagecoach, starring uh, starring everybody, everybody <laughs> who's anyone, Willie Nelson, Chris Christopherson, Johnny Cash. Uh, that's that's quite a, a lineup. I I haven't seen this this version of it. I have seen the original Stagecoach, but uh, I'm curious to see this. I wonder if it's terrible. Yeah, I'm I'm curious too. I mean, I I love the original Stagecoach. It's definitely one of my favorite John Ford movies. So, and this cast is strong. Doesn't feel like they could screw it up too much. But I don't know. I mean, like these guys in. I mean, Chris Christopherson is probably like the best of that group. I think as far as actors go. No, you're right. Um, but Jackson, I, Jackson, Willie Nelson are not known for their acting per no, se. Not that I, they haven't had good performances. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm curious to pick that, something like that up or at least maybe rent it yeah I'm, right. I'm, I'm excited about Cornbread Earl and Me that's a quasi black exploitation sort of inner city you know drama with a very young um, what's his why am I Larry Fishburne I think oh yeah yeah what year uh, so 75 so that was is that af- that's after um, Apocalypse Now no, it's before. It's before Apocalypse Now. Yeah, interesting. Because uh, wasn't it wasn't Apocalypse? Well, I don't know when. I forget when Apocalypse was actually filmed. Because um, I know it didn't come out till like seventy nine, but they were working on it for a long time. No, he's. I'm pretty sure. Oh he's yeah, that it. is him. This was so. This was a Soul Cinema release, also um, on DVD. Yeah, yeah, and it's got Bernie Casey in it. It's got Moses Gunn in it. People remember him from Shaft. Um, but it's a it's a cool little movie, a cool little sort of, if I remember, sort of coming of agey kind of thing. Um, I'm a big fan of that one, so I'm excited for that to get a Blu-ray release. That's my favorite for sure of this this group. But right. then there's sorry. No, you're right. Uh, as far as this was, um, let's see. So Cornbread Earl and Me. Um, this is saying like his most memorable ch- childhood role was that. Um, and then later, so yeah, you're right. Uh, oh yeah. Apocalypse now is 79. Um, for some reason I thought that they were shooting that like, uh, before, like before star Wars and everything. Like I thought this was, I mean, obviously they must've been, when did production start on that? Um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now for Apocalypse Now, and I'm trying to find like the. I know it was a long. Oh, shoot so in spring of '74, they were sh- okay. '75, uh, they were scouting locations. So yeah, it must have been like '76, '77. Oh yeah. Wow. Okay, so Coppola went out there in '76. Okay, so yeah, this was definitely after this movie. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's real time follow up. I love. Uh, I love early um, Lawrence Fishburne. Man, know. he looks so young. It's, He's super young in Corn It's Red crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's like a little it, kid. How old was he in this movie? He that's a very been. good question. I gotta look it up. But um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm dying to see it again. It's been a long time since I've seen it. He was like um, 14 in this movie. Let's see, wait, 61? He was born in 61, so he was in 75? Yeah, he was like 14. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a great movie. Um there's one there's a film noir they announced called Appointment with Crime, which they have this tendency to release these noirs I've never heard of, and it doesn't always mean that they're good. But um I'm definitely curious about this one. I've never seen it. So be checking that out. And then I don't does if it's Tuesday, this must be Belgium and I'll take Sweden. I, do those films go together? I can't remember if like one's a sequel to the other or hmm. not. I don't know. But I've always wanted to see if it's Tuesday, this must be Belgium. So that's another one. Um, but that's I think that's everything they announced today. All right. So um, some other stuff. Synapse announced uh, the film Sorceress. Now, this is not... Um, there's an older, like, Corman Sorceress, right? I think so, uh, and then I think like, um, I oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's the '82. Oh, the '82 one, Jack Hill. Yeah, Scorpion put that on a Blu-ray. Yeah, that's Jack Hill, or at least he. But interestingly, that one is written by Jim Wynorski, and Jim Wynorski directed this '95 Sorceress. So I don't know how much they share in common, if anything. Um, but it's it's Wynorski. Uh, he's always interesting. It's got Linda Blair in it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm curious. The cover makes it look interesting, and I've never seen this one. I've definitely seen the VHS cover uh, back in the day, but I never saw this movie. All right. So, what did um, Zokino has announced? Quite a few things over the past week, right? Yeah. Um, something called Grandview USA, which is an '80s movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, C. Thomas Howell, and Patrick Swayze which I definitely saw on VHS back in the day. I don't remember too much about it. Um, they announced one, I want to say today or yesterday, called They're Playing With Fire and <laughs> with Sybil Danning. And that looks really entertaining, like she's some kind of naughty teacher or something. I don't know exactly what that one's about, but she's in it and uh, it looks entertaining. <laughs> entertaining. It's <laughs> like described as Playboy sensation Sybil Danning <laughs> <laughs> on the poster for it. Yeah. <laughs> They're definitely pushing her um, her yeah. sex appeal, uh, as it were. Uh, and then there's one called Five Miles to Midnight that they announced today with Tony Perkins and oh, who's the other one? I'm blanking on this. Um, well, this is one where they've revealed the cover art. Is it is that um, something that they've already? Uh, maybe they did. Yeah, maybe you're right. This one might have already been out there um, in the world, but I don't remember let's see here it's okay we're getting old yeah five <laughs> miles of midnight coming july 26th so yeah i guess this is an old title sophia loren and anthony perkins so they're, they're just giving their date there so so that's not new necessarily but that's another one from them um i don't i'm more excited about the jaws news myself tell me about that uh i guess universal announced they're going to put out jaws 2 jaws 3d and Jaws the Revenge on June 14th. Is this going to be a, like a box set? I, they don't indicate that uh, yet. Uh, it could be sold as a box set too, but um, definitely individual titles. And Jaws 3 appears to be a 3D Blu-ray, which is really exciting because that's never happened before. It was never any kind of a 3D non-bootleg presentation of that movie that I know of. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Although, you know, it's not a great movie, but <laughs> yeah, like I'm thinking here, try, I'm trying to think of like, what is the best way for them to sell these movies? Like if it's a box set would, it would have to be priced 
right for yeah. uh, for people to even want to get any of them um but if <laughs> jaws they were, 2 is if, good i think jaws 2 is a legitimately good shark movie it's not maybe the best jaws movie or anything but as a this just played at the um at the new beverly theater in la last week and that may or may not be an indication that they knew that this blu-ray was coming i don't know um wait they they're played, not showing they're they're still only showing film though right at the new beverly yeah yeah okay. so, but that's not the 3d one anyway but, but they played jaws 2 and the omen 2 which i uh-huh. thought was an interesting double but regardless i think jaws 2 is a good movie of these three you know the other two are iffy and jaws the revenge is less than iffy for sure <laughs> but like you say if it's released as a box set people might pick up all three you know i mean i'll i'll get all three personally i just am a jaws fiend so i don't know but i'm excited about having jaws 3d on a 3d blu-ray that's really cool for me for some reason because all i've ever seen it in i've never been able to see it projected in 3d um so i've seen an anaglyph you know laser disc dub and that looks like crap so this will be nice neat to have so um some news about ultra high definition blu-rays we talked a little bit about like star trek coming or you know like the star trek to wrath of khan 4k blu-ray in the works um when uh, bill at the digital bits talked a little bit about um you know the his little visit with with paramount and um kind of revealing some of their plans for their 50th anniversary um celebration of star trek they have just uh, yesterday, I think, announced the Star Trek, the new J.J. Abrams Star Trek, as well as Star Trek, uh, you know, Into Darkness, are coming to ultra high definition Blu-ray. I think this is their first um, step into this uh, into this area. Their first 4K Blu-rays, the first ones from Paramount. Um, they didn't announce the uh, Wrath of Khan yet, um, and then they've also re- announced like some new boxes of of blu-rays and dvds that uh like so there's a new blu-ray and this is kind of going back again to what we talked about when we were going over what bill had had talked about in his post but um they're going to be these new kind of mega boxes containing all of the um or they call them mega packs (laughs) and they're going to have like so there's the original series mega pack which is going to have all of the like 20 discs of uh of blu-rays um i guess in in, you know not remastered or anything and not uh adding anything it's just kind of a repackaging so there's going to be a a new box that you can buy for the original series and a new box that you can buy for the next generation blu-rays so if you bought um if you bought all those you don't need to worry about uh i don't think there's going to be any um there's no new discs i don't think being added or new supplements just new packaging um the I hope this kind of drives down the price of the original series Blu-rays because I still don't own those, that blue those Blu-rays yet, and I, I those are one of those things that I keep waiting for the price to drop to a certain point, and uh, and then for some reason when that one drops I always kind of say like maybe I should just wait a little bit longer because I you know f- for those those are in av- available in high definition on like amazon on netflix maybe even on hulu also and so like i can watch those anytime i want and i do Mm -hmm. sometimes i have i keep them in my my list as far as like you know oh i have like you know an hour before i want to go to sleep maybe i'll just watch an episode of star trek and i think last night i was even watching an episode of star trek the original series as well so uh but if the if this you know repackaging of the original series drives down the price of the the older package i'll totally buy that in a second 
All right. Um, uh, according to Bill at the Digital Bits, again, he mentions in kind of an offhanded post yesterday that uh, Operation Dumbo Drop is coming to the Disney <clears throat> Movie Club exclusive Blu-ray lineup. Uh, there's no, I can't find any other kind of information confirming this. You know, we tried looking through the upcoming eligible titles on the Disney Movie Rewards site, and we tried looking through uh, the Disney Movie Club's website, and I don't see any listings yet or any kind of indication, but that's not to say that he's wrong or that it, this isn't going to happen. I just don't see it yet. But that's, you know, um, this is the 1995 uh, film from Disney um, starring uh, Danny Glover and Ray Liotta, uh, Dennis Leary. Not the greatest of movies, but yeah, this uh, may be this may be the thing that stops me from being Disney Movie Club complete. Oh man, because you can't let that you can't let that stop you. You I can't guess, let a bad movie stop your your I completion. Guess, I guess not. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. I I will not allow this. I will not stand for you <laughs> to not be Disney <laughs> Movie Club, Club Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe uh, my OCD will win out. Yeah, I will. I will pressure you into buying this. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know if I will go so far as to buy it for you, but, <laughs> but uh, I, I will keep telling you that you need to buy it. To <laughs> um, there is there are actually a couple of sales right now on the Disney Movie Club, um, and I like when they do this where you can kind of choose between your discount options. Like right now, they have two competing sales which i can't really tell which one is the better one to do but there's like the buy one movie at regular price get a get one 50 off but you have to pay shipping then they have another sale deal where it's buy one movie regular price get one at 40 percent off but you get free shipping so i wonder if i guess i would have to go through the steps of like <laughs> switching discounts and seeing which which is the better deal um but I usually end up just going for the 40% with free shipping instead of the 50% with shipping. Yeah, it's usually better. I mean, if you're going to buy a ton of discs, then maybe the other deal is better. I don't know. Oh, that's true. It's hard to work. I've, I've tried a lot of different scenarios when those things come up and wasted many hours. <laughs> did you end up getting The Absent-Minded Professor? I did. Did you, did you have a chance to watch it yet? I did not, which is stupid. <laughs> No, it's not stupid. I, I've been meaning to, but I've just uh, been trying to dig through some review discs. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that might be it. Uh, there we, have, sorry. No. Did we mention Dark Passage last week? I can't remember if we mentioned that. Um, tell me about it. The um, Bogart, Bacall. Oh, no, we didn't mention that. The Warner Archive oh, one. Yeah, that's one of their newest Blu-ray releases. We yeah. don't have a date yet for it, I don't think. Uh, they posted the cover art for it on their Facebook page on April 1st. Um, and they have listed a number of supplements, including um, that... Is that the Bugs Bunny cartoon Slick Hair that's, that's included yes. in this? Yes. Um, yeah, they are just knocking it out of the park with Humphrey Bogart on Blu-ray from the Warner Archive. Yeah, they're they're killing it. Um, I mean, this is uh, some some would say maybe lesser Bogart Bacall, but I still think it's pretty solid. My wife and I watched this right after she passed away, um, and uh, I, I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good stuff. Those two together, sparks fly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of timed nicely, or it's you know like you know timed. I guess depending on when it is actually released, but time nicely with in a lonely place coming from criterion soon too. oh yeah um 
in addition to all the other Bogart Blu-rays that they've done. Yeah, I hope all this Blu-ray love he's getting this year is making more Bogart fans because he's just so, I don't know, everybody should be a fan of his. Um, <clears throat> there was some, I can't remember now if we talked about this last week. Did we talk about the, um, the Masters of Cinema? We must have talked about this, the early Murnau box set. I don't think so. What's in the early Murnau box set? We talked about, didn't we talk about like, uh, Enemy Mine and all that other stuff coming to, to Masters of Cinema or like to, to Eureka? We did. Did they put the early Murnau in that group? I thought so. Okay. Uh, I'm having like, I'm going back through their Facebook page right now just to see if I can find, did we talk about Flight of the Phoenix? Yep. That we we definitely talked about. Okay. So I think that's all coming at the same time. So they just put up cover art for a lot of this stuff. Okay. Um, for some reason, I couldn't remember if we had already talked about early Murnau, but they did list. Yeah, we did. I totally, I totally okay. talked about this. Um, I think that's about it. The the uh, folks at Criterion uh, don't seem to be talking too much online about their UK stuff yet. I mean, maybe they're waiting a couple weeks until the the the, the discs start shipping. Um, but there are now uh, more titles listed on Amazon UK for pre-order for June, I think, and um, stuff like Gilda, and I think the Ivan's Childhood Blu-ray is still being listed, even though it's also still listed from Artificial Eye, so I don't know, like, who's gonna end up releasing that, but, um, or if they're both gonna try releasing that, if that's gonna cause any kind of, you know, problems uh, with Mm. them, but also here comes mr jordan the upcoming one from criterion that was just announced for june in um the u.s is also going to be coming out in the uk um also overlord is coming in uh in june uh laventura is coming in may uh in a lonely place is coming in may in the uk uh and then easy rider is also coming out on may 9th in the uk so uh, you know, it's again, like nothing here is anything that, you know, is exclusive to the UK, but it is fascinating to see them kind of like, you know, all of these ones are just getting like this quiet launch. And, you know, I think they've only tweeted like one article saying like, oh, hey, look, we're coming to the UK. And they're just really not talking about it. It's not on their website. There's no, you know, news article saying like, here's why we're moving to the UK or here's why we're branching out to the UK. Um, it's it's really interesting to kind of try to decipher what their you know plans are reasoning reasons behind this and everything so i don't know very strange yeah i don't get that all right so anything else that we should talk about news wise no i don't think so i have to get a i have to come up with a better system for adding stuff like news to our show notes because i just like i am so bad at this and i need to automate this somehow like you know like i i I go through so many rss articles every day and i see so many news items home video wise and then when we get to tuesday night and it's time to talk about this stuff i'm like i i've totally have forgotten what we what we should be talking about right now I, uh, but I don't do that with any of the other podcasts. I, I usually like plan ahead. I have like lists going and everything, but for the, for whatever reason, this show, I feel like I'm just like, okay, I'm showing up. Let's, t- let's talk about whatever. It's, it's we're a little more relaxed. You know? Yeah. It's a good, I don't know. I think people, uh, don't mind if we repeat ourselves a little bit. I hope not. 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about what came out uh, on Blu-ray and DVD today. So, the big, the big one, the big title that we uh, that was released today has to be the Expanse season one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do like the Expanse. We did Charmaine and I did watch the Expanse, and um, I actually at first, you know, it was a. It's based on a series of books and. Um, I see the books all the time in my work and I've like, everyone talks about them and I've heard so many, I've heard, heard different podcasts talk about them and everyone just talks about how this is like really great, hard sci-fi, maybe not hard sci-fi, but like, you know, relatively hard sci-fi in, you know, in a world where we're getting, you know, often like pretty light sci-fi and this show I was really hoping was going to like grab me right away and was going to be my new Battlestar Galactica and it was going to be just, you know, uh, a fun sci-fi show that I was going to get really into. And I watched the first episode and I just like, it did not grab me. And it was, you know, it had a lot of cool elements in it, but it was, I don't know if it, I just, it was too much. They're, they're cramming too much information into one, that pilot episode. And, um, you know, some of the dialects, some of the, like the, you know, the accents that are, they're using in the show are a little hard to understand. And, um, and I think they're doing that on purpose, but um, it was, it wasn't until, you know, like a couple episodes in that it really like kind of sunk in like how awesome this show was. And um, I just cannot wait for season two. I thought season one was just like an, a perfect little, um, and, you know, it had a nice, uh, nice bookends with this one character and like the, the kind of the mystery, like the unraveling of the mystery surrounding her. And, uh, uh, you know, Thomas Jane is great in this. Um, all of the character actors who show up in this show are just uh, fantastic. So if you liked uh, Battlestar Galactica or if you liked or if you're into, you know, science fiction in general, I would say definitely check this show out. Um, we watched it all digitally. And so I'm going to um, probably end up picking up this Blu-ray because I think they just, you know, the the effects in the show are just beautiful and um, I think this is a show that I definitely want to go back and rewatch and kind of see the the mystery as it was kind of presented earlier on now that I know how it's going to end. So it's something that I want to go back and rewatch. Nice. Wow. I got to check this out. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, set in the not distant future, but like, you know, in the, I forget what year this is supposed to take place, but a couple, maybe a hundred years in the future, maybe less. Um, but, you know, it's taking place on a few different stages where it's take, like it's like earth versus mars versus versus this uh colony in in the asteroid belt and there are miners out there and there's all these all this different politics going on and you, you have to kind of you need to get a a sense of like who's against who and um what are the like politics between like earth and mars and mars and the colonies or earth and the colonies and there's a lot of politics involved and it's it takes some time to kind of wrap your head around everything that's that's going on in it but um I think it's very rewarding though. Nice. Yeah. So the big uh, Blu-ray release this week has to be Star Wars The Force Awakens on Blu-ray. This is something that we haven't really talked about as far as like the movie goes, but we have been mentioning the show, uh, the movie obviously a lot in over the course of the last, you know, year or so of the podcast when like the trailers would come out or we would talk about like, you know, buying tickets for it and taking our kids to see it and how many times are we going to go see this movie? And, um, 
now that it's available on home video, um, did you end up just buying it digitally? Yeah, I was able to to uh, get a code for it, so I um, got a digital copy of it for now. But uh, I definitely want to check out some of the features. I'm, I'm hearing good things about them. Yeah, uh, there, so the Blu-ray is out today. It's available in a few different <clears throat> ways. Like you can get the the regular Blu-ray plus DVD plus digital HD. That one comes with this uh, this documentary called Secret of the Force Awakens, a cinematic journey. That one is about, um, it's a full-length documentary. It's I forget now, it's like an hour and a half or so, but it is very good. And it, I think that this was something that they screened at South by Southwest uh, a few weeks ago. And so people have had a chance to see this now. Um, and I think they've even been teasing this on like YouTube and they've been showing, you know, clips from it. And a lot of people are kind of pulling out information now uh, from this documentary. You know, movie websites are saying like, oh, you know, why is Kylo Ren so angry and blah, blah, blah. And so everyone's kind of like <laughs> getting little s- snippets of like, you know, people just want anything, you know, or they because this movie was kind of not secretive but like you know this as star wars nerds you just want to get as much information and backstory on all these characters as possible and so you get little bits of that in this documentary but it is a really told a really well told um you know documentary that you get in here and um it's fun to see just how excited everyone was to be working on this film and um yeah it's uh i've only actually I've only gone through the the special features and I haven't, I've watched like about the first half hour of the movie again, uh, on, on the Blu-ray, uh, after getting it, but the documentaries are all great. Uh, even the shorter supplements where they talk about, you know, how do they build BB-8 or how do they, you know, create all the different, uh, monsters or how do they create, or, you know, the aliens or how do they create, um, you know, like, or what was John Williams, um, you know, what was his experience like doing this after, you know, scoring all the other Star Wars films? And um, there are deleted scenes on here. The deleted scenes, I think, are all pretty bad. Maybe not bad, but like, deleted. I mean, they are all, yes, they are all appropriately deleted. I think they, none of them, not, there wasn't one that I was like, oh, they should have left that in. That would have been so awesome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can see why all these had to hit the cutting room floor. So. But yeah, it's it's uh, a lot of fun to go through this docu- this uh, this Blu-ray. Um, there are rumors that maybe they'll re-release this later down the line this year with uh, a 3D version of the film. But um, there are no you know n- no one is saying current dates yet for that. So I would say don't wait. Like this is this movie is so much fun that the Blu-ray is great. You know you have a few options. You can buy the standard edition for about twenty dollars. There's the Steelbook one at Best Buy. There's like an alternate cover with BB-8 at Walmart. And then there's the Target one that comes with the extra code that gives you a little bit more. um, I think it's like 20 minutes more supplements. That's the digital only through. Yeah, that's the digital one. So you uh, it's not like you're getting an extra disc with that one. Yeah. But I don't know. I'm kind of torn. Like, I think (laughs) I might go buy the Target one also. Maybe if I'm just like, I, maybe if someone, you know, if there's a review out there that's like, oh, you guys got to go buy the Target one because, <laughs> you know, in that documentary, you re- <clears throat> they reveal so much and blah, blah, blah. So. <laughs> the, you know, I mean, the, the one of the joys of, of home video is just like being able to revisit, you know, moments in films and not being, um, 
you know, required to go and watch the whole film. Um, and I, I just love like the, maybe I hope one day you and I, and maybe James can get together and talk about this movie more in depth as far as like, you know, going through the plot and talking about the characters and everything. But I think the, the, the like part when we first meet Ray up into the point where we meet Han Solo and Chewbacca uh, in this movie. So that like maybe 15, 20, 25 minutes of the movie where like Ray is introduced. And then when they escape on the Falcon off the planet is just pure joy. And it's like, that is like totally what a star Wars movie needs to be is just like that little 20, 30 minutes is just like exactly what this movie should have been. Um, th- there are, and I do like other parts of the movie too. Um, but man, I think that is just so well paced, so well acted. It's like, you know, its own thing. It doesn't involve any, you know, other characters really that apart from the Millennium Falcon that, um, you know, are kind of burdening the film with uh, the baggage of the other of any other film. And I think that's just it's such a fun little short film within this film, I think. Yeah, no, I, it was interesting watching it the third time. My son and I were watching it. I don't think we were able to watch the whole thing, but this time around I was no- noticing, and this is really obvious, I'm sure you picked up on this the first time you saw it, but for whatever reason, um, I I was having problems with John Boyega's performance the first couple times I was watching it. I was like, because he, he's so different than he is in, say, Attack the Block. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's so big. You know, his character is just, his reactions are so big and almost over the top. And this time I was able to finally kind of, stupidly, I mean, like I said, everybody else in the world figured this out two times ago. But just seeing him, like, you know, as basically a child, you know, like a kid reborn, mm-hmm. you know, after his moment of whatever that happens. I, I think you even see that in Ray also, because in, in her, like she's someone who hasn't had any, um, like, you know, family or any kind of friends or people to interact with. And so True. like she has such a, um, you know, like a, a harsh kind of like, uh, distance that she has between her and the other characters, at least at first. Um, but also, like, at the same time, she's someone who has kind of, like, grown up with the mythology of the Star Wars universe, um, both as an actress and as a character in in this movie, because, you know, she wears, like, the helmet, and she's got the little doll and everything, and she knows all the stories, and there are just some moments where she's smiling in the movie that you're just thinking, like, she's smiling on, like two different levels here of like the actress (laughs) playing this role in this movie as well as this character in the movie who who would be doing the same thing who would be geeking out in the same way yeah and uh i I love it so much yeah no there is a there's sort of an unbridled um joy and sort of naivete that plays in both their characters definitely boyega's finn and and her character as well as they sort of are thrust into the adventure part of the you know the movie when they start to be entangled with with the what's going on but yeah it was interesting to pick up on that on the third viewing like i said i'm sure everybody in the world saw it the first time but for me i was always like why is he so big what what's going on i don't quite i'm not fully it's not connecting with me exactly and it just made more sense this time but yeah i just love that it's already a movie that's rewarding uh, multiple viewings and it's it's neat to finally have it in your in your home you know you're like okay now i can really you know, dig in and own it and, you know, not literally own it, but own it as far as like 
you know bringing it into your life by watching it multiple times like we have with the other movies oh yeah i mean that was like you know you 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 grew up with those original star wars movies at least i did because you know i grew up uh i was born in 1980 so like the only one that i i I don't even think i saw return of the jedi in theaters um but i definitely grew up with all three of those movies on vhs uh watching them over and over and over and over and over again and now you know now I have all like this wall of, of movies, but like, now I have this one that Miranda, you know, she's seen it in the theater, but now like when she's a little bit older and wants to kind of like go back and revisit this movie, like I feel like this is one that, and then she already geeks out about, you know, BB-8, we have BB-8s around the house <laughs> and she has a Ray costume. Nice. And so she's, um, she is like on the uh, railroad track to Star Wars geekdom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get mine fully on that track. <laughs> I mean, you, I think you're, I think you're doing a pretty fine job of, of you know, making her geek out about different things. She's just got, she's got a lot of stuff she's geeky about, and and so sometimes when she's not as focused on that thing that I think she should be, or not should, but whatever, um, <laughs> <laughs> I get a little. But she's definitely got the geek gene in her as far as like getting really excited about the things that she gets really excited about. You yeah, know? you can't so, you can't push too hard. Totally. And I, I just love that she has that thing. I can tell that she has that thing. And now I don't know if that's going to be something that's going to haunt her later in life. But regardless, <laughs> she's a person that loves things passionately and gets obsessed with things. And I don't know. I like that. I can't help but be excited about it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is, uh, you know they they did a, a, a very good job with this blu-ray um this is going to be something i'm sure it's going to sell a whole lot of copies i'm sure people everyone is going to have this uh on their shelf who you know anyone who who enjoyed this uh in the theaters will probably go out and buy it again just to go back and rewatch it again and again so absolutely um and i can't wait you know i can't wait for episode eight but at the same time i am totally uh on the edge of creating you know, filters and blocks again for, for <laughs> spoilers for episode eight because people are just writing about episode eight rumors now, uh, like crazy online, and it is very. Uh, Ryan Johnson's posting pictures. I know. I just have to. I'm gonna have to start filtering out uh, anytime anyone writes about Star Wars again, yeah. and uh, I'm I'm considering. I mean, I don't know if this is something that I will really do, but. I did hear from some people uh, or, you know, like people talking on podcasts that I listened to who didn't watch some of the trailers for The Force Awakens. And I don't know if I have that much willpower to avoid, Uh, but it would be an interesting experiment to try and not watch the episode eight teasers and trailers and go into that one knowing even less uh, like try to block everything out and just know maybe when it's coming and uh, just like actively avoid anything. Such I don't know. Long, I don't know if I can a long do ways it. off. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's a lot of time to avoid, but no, I admire anybody that, you know, I mean, I don't, I didn't, I watched maybe three trailers, I think. Um, but I didn't eat up every little thing that was out there. So I'm sure I could do that again. Now, whether or not I can avoid all trailers altogether, I don't know. It's going to yeah. be hard. I mean, I, I, but those trailers were great and I don't think they really, yeah. um, ruined anything for me. No, um, I don't think there was anything spoiled. And, you know, when I got into the movie, there were like, you know, 
big reveals and, and moments that I was like, oh, I, I that wasn't spoiled for me. Or, oh, like I read a, a rumor that was like the opposite of what just happened in the movie. Or like, you know, maybe some of the rumors that I had read earlier on, like years ago, started to be like very hazy in my head. And so like when it actually happened on screen, maybe, you know, like I had a little tingle of like, oh, did I know that was coming? Or maybe not. I mean, I maybe I think, you know, like the only thing that really was kind of spoiled to me that like at the time when I clicked on the link, I kind of immediately was like, Oh man, this looks so awesome. And then like, you know, maybe afterwards I was like, yeah, maybe I should have waited and not looked at that. (laughs) Uh, was the, um, there was some like production art that was going around online a couple of years ago that was leaked. And so there was like, you know, hundreds of images that were, um, like sketches and things like production designs for the movie. And one of them was like the, the ad at that Ray, um, lives in. It looked different than it does in the movie, but it was essentially kind of like the same idea where like, um, you know, they're kind of living amongst the wreckage of, of, of older star Wars, you know, ideas and things. Um, and so that actually that ended up happening in the movie and it looks awesome in the movie. It looks, and it looks different than what the production sketches were for it. But, um, that might've been a little bit cooler to see, you know, in, in the movie for the first time and not have that kind of revealed to me years earlier. Yeah. It's speaking of the trailers, I tweeted this, but I, uh, it's, it's fascinating and a little frustrating that they don't include the trailers for the movie, either the teaser or any of the other trailers or TV spots or anything, uh, as supplements on this Blu-ray. You would think that like, all of the electronic press kit material, like trailers and TV spots and, you know, all of the hundreds of video clips that they produce on like their YouTube channels and everything, you think that would just be like free material that they could stuff this Blu-ray with uh, to kind of say like, we have hundreds of hours of of (laughs) supplemental materials uh, on this Blu-ray disc and it could all be things that, you know, they've already produced for the... you know, the marketing of the movie that they could just stuff on there. I don't know why they don't. Yeah. I, I don't either. It doesn't fully make sense. I'm yeah. No, I don't get it. Especially like the trailers for this one, they were okay. So actually, you know what? I have a, an even uh, more frustrating argument about this. Like the, um, first of all, like these Blu-rays, I still look at them and I think a lot of people do like us look at these as kind of like an archival version of this movie. Like this is, you know, this is going into a library, even though it's like, you know, like a a small library, but it's like, you know, this is like the record of this movie and to not have something like the trailer, which was such a huge part of the marketing of this movie. Um, you know, there were, it like broke records as far as like the number of downloads and, and everything. And like, it's, it also kind of helps shape like the, so many people's viewing of the movie, like we were just talking about. Um, you'd think that like, at least put the teaser, put the trailers on here. Don't maybe not all the TV spots and everything, but you know, it just seems like those have a, like a, they have a responsibility to, to keep those preserved, uh, on this Blu-ray. Yeah, it does seem like an odd choice to leave it off. I don't get it at all. Anyway, I am, though, happy with what's on here. And, uh, uh, you know, a little sad that those aren't on there. But, you know, this movie is a lot of fun. This movie just, like, it certainly washes away the memories of the prequels. And uh, 
definitely gives us a new hope for the future. (laughs) (laughs) Pun intended. Nicely done. All right. So let's talk about what else came out this week. Uh, The, let's see, there was the, the arrow stuff, the black cat. This is the, the U S release of the, of the, of the black cat. um, Because this was previously available through the UK, right? Well, both the black cat and your vice is a locked room and only I have the key. I think we're part of the now out of print. Oh, Pogues double. Mm-hmm. Is that what I'm thinking? Maybe I'm wrong about this. Uh, that could be the case also. Oh yeah, it is. So it, it's, uh, your vice is a locked room and only, I only have the keys is, is based on, um, Edgar Allan Poe's the black cat. So these are the singles releases outside that box, I guess. Okay. Now today. Um, and then also what was the other arrow one that you were just Death talking w- about? Death Walks Twice, two films by Luciano Ercoli. Um, and those two movies are uh, Death Walks on High Heels and Death Walks at Midnight. Um, so some giallo, some more giallo action. It's a very giallo day for Arrow. Yeah, so I haven't seen these two movies, although I have heard of both. I feel like, I want to say Blue Underground or somebody, Air, uh, Anchor Bay maybe, um, put them out on DVD years and years ago, and I never got a chance to see them. So I did order this box set. I should be getting it tomorrow, I believe. And I've loved these Arrow box sets uh, that have been coming out recently, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to this. Rob Rob Hunter also loves these Arrow box sets. This is his pick of the week for the week. This one is a, a limited edition release also. This is one of the 3,000 ones. Um, and is this coming out in the UK and the US simultaneously? I believe so, I think but so. I'm not 100% sure about okay. that. Um, so yeah, this is limited. Um, so if you, again, don't wait too long for something like this. Uh, although I don't know how many, how many of the US releases have sold out. Anyway, uh, yeah, this looks cool. The let's see a couple of other things came out this week that I wanted to mention here. So I mentioned the Expanse, um, the Journey to the Seventh Planet. This is uh, this is is this a Kino Studio yeah. Classics release? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to watch it already? No, I, I don't have this one yet. Uh, I'm hoping to get it this week, um, but I'm definitely curious about it. It looks like a sort of classic sci-fi kind of stuff, right up our alley. Yep. Um, so the uh, film from um, let's see milestone the kathleen collins film losing ground is available now on blu-ray um this one is one that's been kind of pretty hard to see for a while now and um i haven't had a chance to watch it yet uh i did just get the blu-ray in the mail today and so uh i'm very curious to to go in and watch it milestone obviously doing a lot of great work um i still have that martin scorsese polish box set that i ordered uh sitting on my desk uh, kind of taunting me to to watch these films and uh, I will one day but I'm very excited uh, Milestone has been working on releasing this theatrical release of um, that film uh, Not Film and um, the um, Ross Lippman film uh, with Samuel Beckett and Buster Keaton or d- the documentary about this uh, about that so um, and I think that just premiered in, th- in theaters and so now and that's something that they've been working on for a while um, the, Dennis and Amy at Milestone and they can now kind of turn their attention back to some some upcoming home video releases um, so you know fingers crossed for some some new Blu-rays from Milestone um, 
this year, you know, things like maybe The Adventures of Prince Ahmed or I Am Cuba, stuff like that. That would be awesome. Yeah, I hope so. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Uh, was there anything else that you that you got uh, or that you that you watched over the past week that you've been, um, you know, interested in talking about? Uh, I mean, I haven't watched them yet. I want to get them, but a couple more from Kino Studio Classics, The Purple Plane with uh gregory peck i've wanted to see that i think um dvd savant gave that a a favorable review he's a fan of that one and then there's another one called the gallant hours with james cagney a later sort of later years cagney um navy movie um that looks interesting um along with journey to the seven planet those two uh look look like something that i didn't enjoy uh prefontaine is out on blu-ray today that's a cool movie yeah is that uh so this is mill creek putting this out is that is this is the first time this has been on blu-ray i believe so yeah interesting this is steve james uh director of hoop dreams uh, yeah doing this movie. that's right I, I totally forgot about that yeah uh, it was interesting that there was a double prefontaine like without limits came out around the same time and then prefontaine i think was the second one uh about this about this figure about prefontaine mm-hmm. um yeah, oh, sorry. There's one more thing. The the Hallow uh, is coming from Scream Factory today. That's a horror movie that, um, in the horror community, um, Killer POV and some other folks seem to be big fans of this one. It's like a, uh, I can't remember if he's a scientist that moves to his family to the edge of this like wooded area and, uh, um. They to study, I don't know, the woods. <laughs> I forget what his profession is, but basically there's demons in the woods and they are awakened and entangled with these demons. And supposedly the demons look pretty good and they're pretty scary. So it's supposed to be, uh, an, I think it's an IFC Midnight or something like that, a newer movie that's coming out via Scream Factory that's supposed to be pretty good for horror fans. Awesome. <clears throat> well, uh if that's all we have, I think that we can probably start wrapping things up for tonight. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I wanted to mention, I forgot to mention this during the news, but um, tomorrow, so we're recording this on the 5th. Tomorrow, as this episode will go up on Wednesday, April 6th, if you um, are interested, Twilight Time is going to be doing one of their signed uh, copies of a film. They're going to be doing autographed copies of 10 to Midnight, um, signed by uh, producer... Pancho Koner and uh, screenwriter John Crowther. Nice. So this is you have to spend I think one hundred and nineteen dollars on at Screen Archives. Oh, actually, maybe it's not Screen Archives. This must be like uh, one of the Twilight Time movies website releases. But um, the I don't think these have been selling out quite as fast, although they have been selling out. Um, so you you might have an opportunity to pick one of these up uh, if there are a number of Twilight Time titles and. Um, yeah, there have been a lot of great ones recently. Well, I think that's it. Brian, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Thank you for having me, as always, sir. Thanks, everyone, for all of your feedback online, on Twitter, and uh, elsewhere. And feel free to click on any of the links in the show notes to find out more about what we were talking about tonight, as well as finding links to Amazon, uh, as well as links to where you can follow us on Twitter and find our websites, read Brian's reviews over at his website, and um, you know follow us on Instagram, maybe check out our, our uh, Amazon wish list. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Yeah, it needs to be thrown out. 
Uh, all right, everyone. We will be back this time next week to talk about the uh, to ne- talk about next week's titles. Some pretty good stuff coming out next week. Let's see what's co- what do we have planned for next week. The uh, what is the Criterion? Is there a Criterion release next week? Uh, let's see. I'm gonna quickly pull up the list here. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, only angels have wings out on yes. Criterion Blu-ray next week. That's a big one. Yes, I I was able to watch that um, this weekend, and boy oh boy, uh, stuff we can also, talk about next week. Totally. Also next week, the new Justice League versus Teen Titans uh, DC animated one, the one that they showed at uh, WonderCon. That's uh, coming out next week. I guess very timely with the recent Superman versus Batman uh, <sighs> movie. Although this is obviously a totally different thing, uh, and I think much better uh, than than the uh, Superman versus Batman. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bride of Reanimator is coming from Arrow. Oh yeah. V- Village of the Damned is coming from uh, Scream Factory. Uh, it follows is coming out on Blu-ray next week. Suspicion. Uh, let's see. One archive. Oh yeah, suspicion from the Warner Archive. Um, All the Twilight Times are next week too. Wow. What is uh, what is next week for Twilight Time? Uh, there you know, um, Shadows Land. We talked about them. Uh, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Oh, yeah, Julia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cutter's Way, which I'm really excited about. Cool. Lots of good stuff. Yep, definitely. All right, everyone. We'll see you then.